You're listening to I Have Some Notes, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Hey, Greg, I have a pitch for you. Okay. Would you like to watch Hudson Hawk? It's about a cat burglar who picks some locks. Him and his friend sing as they do crimes. And they spit out corny one lines. Yeah, I have some notes. Welcome everyone to I Have Some Notes, the show where we take mediocre movies and press them into cinema gold, or at least hopefully podcast gold. Uh, I'm your host, Liam Kreswick. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. I'm Greg Beaver. And today we are watching the film Hudson Hawk, the 1991 uh, cult classic. It is uh, definitely culty. It's a movie that has everything. And, and by that I mean, like you know, it's it's a comedy, a star-studded it's, it's comedy. Sus- it's yeah, it's yeah, it's a suspense film. It's it's a musical. It's a heist it's movie. A, 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 but also everything in terms of quality. It's uh, it's funny and irreverent while being irritating and annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was very I never seen this before and I was wildly impressed with the ambition of this film. The results were uh uh tepid, uh, but the ambition uh was uh astounding. I'm 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 really I'm a fan of this movie in in premise and conceit alone. We should uh perhaps mention that we were put up to doing Hudson Hawk on our podcast. Uh because Correct. because we lost the Rotten Tomato prognosticator. And, to a listener, yeah, and uh, the listener suggested that we do Hudson Hawk as one of the uh, one of the punishment episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks, Michael. I guess. Yeah, and- thank- thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was this was a wild movie. It was a critically panned movie when it came out. It got three Razzies. Uh, it it did not make its box office back. Um, it, it was just it was generally regarded as a flop. Um, but I I. I I don't know what people in 1991 were smoking that they wouldn't have been all about this because, uh, yeah, it's 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 wild. It's got uh, written partially written and starring Bruce Willis, uh, directed by a cat named uh, Michael uh, Lemon, who uh, you would be familiar with uh, from Heather's. Uh, so this is uh, this is the follow up to Heather's of all things, which I also did not know. Another uh, cult film. Yeah, uh, but I think that one has a little more uh, um, love for it. Um, it's true. I think history has been kinder to Hudson Hawk. Uh, it was, it. Oh, hold on, hold on, baby, yeah. baby. Well, just baby. hit you. Well, you, well, you deal with your baby there. I'll hit you with the cast list here. We got Bruce Willis, of course. Uh, I'm gonna say his friend's last name wrong. Danny Aiello. Yeah, I think that's correct. Nailed it. Andy McDowell, Richard E. Grant, Sandra Bernhardt, Donald Burton, and James Coburn. Uh, with a, a weird appearance from um, David Caruso, uh, of all things. See, also Dean Caruso's in this. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> young DC. Yeah, yeah no, a, a, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by a tiny child fussing in my arms. Um, this this is a movie that I think history has been very kind to. Uh, it's, it's definitely one that did not 
go over well with the audience in its day, but I think it's kind of because it was ahead of its time. And yeah. modern audiences like that style of kind of like fast paced irreverent humor now. And I think that I think that people nowadays have more appreciation for it. Honestly, mm-hmm. it may not be um, that far ahead of its time because there were bits and pieces of this movie that reminded me of The Mask. Oh, uh, yeah. Only a few years later. Yeah, there were, yeah, the, the cartoon, yeah, real life cartooniness. I wonder if this, yeah, that, yeah. that's actually, I, I had, when I was watching it, I, I thought a lot of the edits reminded me of either, um, uh, kind of like Scott Pilgrim or, uh, Sorry to Bother You, just those sort of like surreal edits oh, yeah. where it's yep. like, it's, yeah. it's, it's really happening, but it's not really happening. If you're render, rendering whether or not it's really happening, you're missing the point, kind of a, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if it had just a, like a little bit more style and panache, it might have pulled that off. And then, of course, the the conceit that the the two criminals uh, sing along. Um, well, shit! Now I wonder how much of this might have had an effect on Edgar Wright, because like, not only is there weird transitions, but it's a whole. I mean, the premise is the criminals sing as they do the the crimes, <laughs> which is the whole plot of Baby Driver. Kinda, yeah. Um, so I wonder, yeah, yeah, we cracked the code. There we go. Edgar Run Wright, you. huge Run fan Wright. of Hudson Hawk. Yep. Also, I think it's probably five episodes now where I brought up Edgar Wright in a row. <laughs> Clearly, um, we need to do an Edgar Wright movie. Except uh, that listeners are going to think that's the only director you <laughs> yeah. know. Except that they're all good. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any before I throw to the trailer here? Did you, did you uh, fellas have any other thoughts that you wanted to? Uh, just just one. There was. Um, I don't know if anybody did any any reading about this movie, but there seems to be a connection to cocaine with this movie a lot of people seem to think that there's a lot of people on cocaine during this movie now i was wondering if anybody had done any reading to find out whether that's true or 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 whether uh that is just something that uh, is gleaned from the the style and um uh, uh relentlessness of the movie i mean it was 91 so that seems likely but also like i don't know it seems like if folks were just having fun like yeah, you know, I will say that about the film is everyone is super committed to it. And that is yeah. that is including oh, yeah. Bruce Willis. Like everyone is everyone has shown up for this movie. Yeah, this this movie's uh before Bruce Willis just gave up. Well, let's uh let's uh hear from the trailer then and uh and uh, get right into it cuz yeah, this uh, looks like there's lots to discuss with this. I'm excited. This summer, Bruce Willis is back in business. Thanks for saving me, tough guy. And business is booming. I was afraid you weren't going to drop by. Hudson Hawk. That excites me. Check, please. The best cat burglar that ever lived. I didn't want to do it. All I wanted was a cappuccino. But he can't retire. Maybe nobody told you. I quit stealing. If he wants to keep on living. This is a brand new tuxedo! Watch your step. Hold your breath. Hang on for dear life. And catch the hawk. Good play, Junior. Bruce Willis, Danny Aiello, Andy McDowell, Hudson Hawk. Sounds like a party. Scott, you gonna read that uh, plot summary there, bud? Scott? Liam, I think we lost Scott. Liam, where is everyone? Hello, Greg. Yeah, Danica, what are you doing here? Hey, Greg. Oh, Anita's here too. 
We're all here. My wife? Boy, you would have think I would have known she was here. Mm, let me guess. This is another takeover? Yep. So I should scram. Yep. All right. I had some good fixes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so Anita, tell us about Hudson Hawk. Oh my god, you guys. This is the greatest movie ever. Bruce Willis and Danny Aiello are singing cat burglars who are going to rob the Vatican. How is this? This is the greatest movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) It is is one of the movies ever. (laughs) It sure is a movie. Sorry. Um... Yeah, no, can you can you elaborate on that? Like, let us know uh, <laughs> what else has been going on in the movie. Because I'd like to know um, what you thought about the movie before, you know, we start tearing into it. Fair enough. So, uh, the villains of this movie are uh, the Mayflowers. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. believe I blanked on their name. That's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, and in this movie, alchemy is real. So they have discovered Leonardo da Vinci, Leonardo da Vinci's gold-making machine, turning lead into gold through some very bad science. And, but they need to steal all of these pieces in all of these da Vinci works, so they need really good cat burglars. And so they've hired uh, the Hudson Hawk, who is Bruce Willis, and his partner, Tommy, who is Danny Aiello, and they sing their way through their heists. And it's Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's somehow based on uh, the timing of the song. So uh, from what I could uh, understand is that they kind of chose the song by the t- amount of time they thought they would need. It, yeah. That seemed like to be the only relation. Oh, yeah. absolutely it is. This, okay. this okay. movie is, it's just animation short of being a full-blown cartoon. <laughs> it is delightful slapstick for adults. Yeah, I could I could agree with that. Yeah. I, this is honest to God, this is one of my favorite movies ever. I love this movie so much because it is so bad. I can hear your smile and glee and I love it. <laughs> Honestly, this movie is this movie is the kind of bad that loops back around to being awesome in how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Aaron, what did you think? Was it your first viewing? It was my first viewing. I actually I it was weird. Like I didn't mind it. It uh but it's very strange. It like parts of it it reminded me of like watching The Naked Gun or something. Um but then it wasn't like that. It turned into something else. It was yeah, it was really it's an experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it's, it sure is an experience. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, it was also uh, my first viewing and basically uh, Brandon um, responded in a similar way as you did, Anita, when I mentioned it. Uh, Glee, excitement. Uh, He was so excited to watch me watch this movie. And yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It like it's a it's a fun romp. It absolutely veers into cartoonish. Yeah, if you know um, not to take it seriously, here. it's delightful. Yeah. Sorry, Anita? Oh, I said if you know not to take it seriously, it's it's a mm-hmm. delightful movie. Like, you Absolutely. just lean into the stupid, it's great. I think I didn't realize 
how cartoony it was. Like, I thought it was more of an action movie. And so, yeah, it, it like, the transitions from scene to scene, I, like, it, it, once you kind of understand what it's doing, it's it's fine. But, like, at first, I, I thought it was, a, like, a straightforward heist movie or something. And, yeah, that was, that took me really off guard. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite part of our watch party last night with this movie was uh, right before the first heist when I think it was Danica <laughs> said she she didn't know what was going to happen and I was like oh oh you are in for a treat <laughs> just, I did not just know you what wait was going till to the happen. song starts because this is gonna be gold <laughs> oh I mean it, it's a movie that starts with Leonardo da Vinci, you know, you're, yeah. you go to the theater, it's 1991, you're like, all right, let's 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 watch some young Bruce Willis, probably in a tight t-shirt, you know, because he was kind of a stud, <laughs> and you you get in there and you're like, why is it 500 years ago and why is there a giant foot? And it opens, <laughs> it opens like an donkey. old Disney cartoon with the book, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Right? I, I did, that was actually most surprising because I, I guess it is from a book, but I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's keep talking about good, fun things. Um, what are a couple things that you would absolutely keep in the movie that you would not ever change for a second? You cannot and you, and you, the And you can't say everything. I, what? <laughs> everything. Don't change no, it at all. No, you can't all. say it's everything. Perfect. But you can't You take- have to say specific things. <laughs> you can't take away any of the songs. You have okay. to keep in you have to keep in the singing. I in fact, I would add more singing. <laughs> I would add I would add like one more number. The the uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, heist that Bruce Willis does by himself when he uh uh steals the codex. Yeah. I would have him singing to himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's, I think that's they like could have used it more the effectively. The delicious meaty bone, the the delicious <laughs> meaty part of this of this movie are those delightful musical numbers. Yeah, where they did not care if they were loud, because apparently yeah. the security guards <laughs> are right? so far away that they cannot hear any crimes being committed. These expert cat burglars who shout <laughs> at each other and sing at the top of their voices. <laughs> it's so sneaky I know right <laughs> and their magical bags of holding in which they keep a skateboard <laughs> all of their equipment uh huh yeah the skateboards were something else I have to say because yeah. they were not in their bags <laughs> no, no they really weren't they didn't even have no. their bags they're walking down the street dressed as pool men Right in those yeah, white yeah. suits, no equipment with them. They're carrying like <laughs> hoses and stuff, and suddenly they're in their black outfits, fully equipped. And then the next thing you know, they're traveling down down a hallway on skateboards that have appeared out of nowhere <laughs> and are wildly neon because it is 1991. Exactly. <laughs> skateboards so make noise too, like they're rolling right in front of the guards. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's one point where Bruce Willis is literally down the hallway from someone, and just because there's a door in the way, you're supposed to assume that he's not looking, but it, really, if he looked literally straight ahead, even in his bottom peripheral, he would have been seen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me something else good. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you enjoyed. The Mayflowers? I, 
the Mayflowers, yeah, definitely. I, mean, uh, I wouldn't villains. change a thing about them. Richard <laughs> E. Grant. This is peak Richard E. Grant right here. <laughs> I, you know, I will say something about the cast. I did not expect that. Uh, that when the credits were coming up in the beginning, I was continually shocked at who was in this movie. Yeah, it's a crazy cast. <laughs> I, mm. I believe we discovered... Uh, that the reason they got all of these big names in this cast is because it was 1991 and they had a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the, all the cocaine that diehard money can buy. Yeah. Like, you, you can tell by the end of this movie that it was fueled by an illicit substance. <laughs> and because it was the 90s, we're just assuming it was cocaine. And yeah. based on the rest of this movie, a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was I look I think uh Richard E. Grant has a I haven't read his autobiography, but apparently he has some juicy gossip about the making of Hudson Hawk, so I think I might have to read that now. Oh okay. <laughs> oh my I think God. we need a follow up report. I think so, yeah. Now I we need so. to do a book report because I have to read that too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, for me, um, I'm actually going to get weirdly technical. I loved the cinematography. I thought it was beautiful. Um, all of the shots were well laid out. And obviously, you know, it's like travel porn. But even when there wasn't, you know, beautiful uh, landscapes of Rome, uh, just seeing, you know, characters um, sitting or just walking or, you know, the phone booth, like just every shot. I was just like, yeah, this, this makes sense. And it's beautiful and weird. And like someone put lots of thought or cocaine behind this. <laughs> it's a well-made movie for how much cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to hand it to them. Like, yeah. like you see some movies that were fueled by cocaine and it's like, oh no. And But this is, they did a good job. I don't know. I have to hand it to them. <laughs> I feel like we're enabling someone here. <laughs> It's 30 years later, but I feel like we're enabling. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on this thing you probably don't even remember making. Yes, exactly. Whoa, I went to Rome? When the heck wow. was that? Oh, God. <laughs> um, uh, I, can we talk about Anna? Yes. She's, yes. Yes. She's great. Andy McDowell she is, a is, is fantastic. She's really good. I think this is actually my favorite thing I've seen Andy McDowell in. She did a great job. Oh, mm-hmm. she's delightful. Her, uh, her coming down from being drugged bit oh, where she's just the dolphin, babbling the dolphin nonsense. is so good. Oh, she's a really like, good dolphin. I I didn't know. She's yeah, I she's got some that. comedy yeah. chops. <laughs> uh, she has one of my favorite lines in the movie. Which is, one? Well. Uh, when he said, "Oh, we were coming to rescue you," and she's like, "Well, I was waiting for you to rescue me, but then I got like I got bored, so I just rescued myself." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, yes, every woman needs that line. Yes, I got bored, so I rescued myself. Thank you for nothing." <laughs> uh, Love and her. in the category of who wore it better, she wears that red dress way better than David Caruso. She yes, definitely yes. 
KitKat was terrible at his job. I do not actually know what his job was, but he was terrible at it. Awesome. This means we get to talk about David Caruso now. (laughs) (laughs) Who expected a tiny baby David Caruso? Not me. Oh, baby David Caruso. I did not. I did not expect that either. <laughs> Again, another one of those big names. And you're like, how? Where? What? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe back in 1991, much less. You know, maybe that was... I, I didn't look at his IMDb, so I have no idea how long he's been around. But I'm not sure. Mm. Well, well, let me But... Look. Oh, are you looking? Yeah, okay. I have my phone right uh, here. Let us know um, while I ask Aaron what, um, what you had cut. Oh, mm-hmm. I, the only thing egregious was that weird rape joke uh, where mm-hmm. the big yes. guy in the car that was like, you want me to rape them? And it, like, that didn't need to be there. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, uh, I'm actually, that's actually one of mine is uh, what I would cut is yeah. language. Uh, there's about a million fat shamey jokes. There is yeah. uh, the rape joke. There's gay panic. There's transphobia. And yeah, I get it. We can excuse the fact that it was 1991, but there were progressive movies back then. Yeah, as well. So yeah, they they could have done better. Yeah the the comedy writing was very much of its time. Mm-hmm. If you know, right? If you know what I mean by that. Yeah. yeah, like it it could have been better, but they fell back on the like I don't want to call it lazy writing, but that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Every second line to Tommy was like, hey, what about that weight gain, buddy? And it, it was just really uncomfortable. And yeah, like the when he said, well, should I rape them? You could feel it in the scene that they're just like, uh. <laughs> it felt like there was this silent clunk and the movie yeah. just stopped for five seconds. Yeah. Wasn't great. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. guards they were they were always making fat go- jokes about the guards and yeah, yep. it wasn't yeah. It was everywhere. It was bad. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was that lazy writing of the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Fall back and on the insult humor, right? Some yeah. sometimes today. That's still around. Yeah. But we still yeah, gotta call it out because people can be better. Yeah. Agreed. Uh so um, I've checked IMDB. And David okay. Caruso's career, his first acting role was in 1976. Oh. And so he's been around since, like, the late 70s, early 80s. Wow. Huh. How old is he? Uh, he was born in 1956, so someone else do the math. Oh. Okay. No, he's, that's... Yeah, he's about my parents' age, I think. Yeah, that would put him <laughs> in that, his... Like, would, 60, yeah, mid-60s? put him in his mid to late 60s. Wow, Okay. Yeah, no, I guess that would have been, like, mid-career for him. So that's good. I guess he wanted to do that. (laughs) I just, I mean, the final scene, like, how long did that makeup take for 30 seconds before he's just dead? Yeah. I felt bad. Because, like, some makeup artist spent, like, four hours doing that, and then all of a sudden he's just like, bang, bang. So I just feel like they need to be they need to be shouted out because that is a lot of work <laughs> for a very brief joke. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, and the cards, the cards. Yes, yeah, David Crusoe has no lines in this movie. Like I didn't, I didn't mind it, but I was just like, okay, 
Like, it was one of those things that by the time you got to Kit Kat, you were like, I will accept whatever this movie throws at me. <laughs> You're like, oh, a sure. mime. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. He was kind of a mime. Right? He at that point, you're just mime. like, sure. Yeah, he speaks through tiny business cards. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he apparently had dozens. Um, every occasion. <laughs> yes. How this, do you pick this master that? of disguise that is David Caruso. <laughs> <Master>. <laughs> he definitely doesn't have uh, Annie McDowell's uh, waist size. I'll say that. <laughs> I told you, she wore it better. She wore it better, I gotta say. She's got the shoulders for it, too, so. She does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for, like, an early 90s movie, her clothes are actually, like, she looked great. Attractive? I don't know, throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes no, her costuming is really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's more, uh, like, tasteful and classic, and I like that they went the entire opposite with the Mayflowers, because... Sandra Bernhardt's outfits are extreme 90s and like uh, what she thinks high fashion is. For her character, she has to be loud. Like it's, it seems, Mm -hmm. it makes way more sense that she's wearing like Catherine O'Hara's clothes and Beetlejuice kind of like it has to be completely (laughs) out of control. Oh, yeah. And that hat, the like, it was, it was purple. um, I was like, which one? All of them? (laughs) That is true. Sorry. I was thinking of the purple one in specific, but you're right. She uh, wore hats all of the time. And oh yeah, the there was that that turban uh that turban hat where it was very stylistic of the 60s. And yes. so I think she had like different decades and I could probably go back and actually think about it for a second. Uh the purple one was just like from space. I have yeah. no idea <laughs> what decade that would be. Because that was like purple it was a jumper, jumper with like yeah. cutouts, but it was shorts. Like it was that one for me, <laughs> out of all of her messes, that was a mess. That was a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. oh, Minerva Mayflower is such a wonderful villain character, right? And she's such a good match with Richard E. Grant. Yeah. Like both the Mayflowers are just absolutely bonkers over the top. Yeah. Right? Like they can't chew that scenery any harder. <laughs> and there's yeah. such their chemistry together is so delightful. I just oh, I love them as wacky villains. They're they're fantastic. Yeah, they were good. So absolutely we have to notice- keep them. Oh. Yeah. Did you notice that they had a painting of themselves in their boardroom? I don't think I did. Yeah, it was like, it's a very, um, what's it? I, I don't know. I don't know art that well, so I don't know about the style. But if you go back when they first bring Hudson in and it's over their shoulder, it's over usually the left shoulder. Huh. Um, yeah, check it out because it's a painting of them and you can tell, but it's like uh, a different artistic style. So it, I don't know. Anyway, I just thought their characters were, yeah, you're right, very fleshed out, they're very uh, into themselves, completely self-centered, and it's reflected in everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a bored billionaire, play, like, mm-hmm. cranked to 11, and he's got <laughs> this master plan for world domination, and it is crazy bonkers go nuts. And I love it. I am here for it. I like so, his and, sunglasses with the individual. Mm-hmm. Right? And he wears up. one of them up. <laughs> that was so weird. Right there outside having their so elegant much. breakfast, and he looks like he's got a fancy eye patch on. <laughs> <laughs> 
like a breakfast pirate. It's great. <laughs> Taproot publishes weekly roundups on a variety of topics, including media, food, tech, health innovation, arts, music, regional news, business, and city council. Taproot's curators gather up the headlines and happenings on these files and deliver them directly to your inbox. You can get one or two for free. If you want more, become a Taproot member, then you can get as many as you want, plus other perks for just $10 a month or $100 a year. Get more information right now at taprootedmonton.ca. Anita, was there anything that you would change? I know that you think it's perfect and you're right in your own way, but <laughs> I just would like to know if if they handed you the director's chair and said, you know what, you have control of time and space. Remake uh, the movie in whatever way. I would I would fix the ADR. I realize yeah. that's a technical thing, but the uh, ADR yeah. in this movie is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would... I would fix that. It would make it okay. better. All right. Um, oh my God, we forgot to talk about James Coburn. Uh, oh yeah. We will. We will. Don't worry. Okay, it, changes aren't going to take twenty minutes. Well, well, I like that we ebb and flow, so I'm good with that. And Stallone. Oh, we can't forget about Stallone. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, we'll start oh, by talking about the actors. Let's that's see that. Another, that's another change I would make. The the running Nintendo joke doesn't have a punchline. No, it's just Nintendo came out. Did you hear about that? Like, yeah, he doesn't know what it is. There's a joke about the Mario Brothers that he obviously doesn't get. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, he's like, would you play Nintendo with me? That's not a punchline because he still doesn't know what it is. <laughs> what is the point of this running gag? <laughs> yeah, like, were, did they pay for some of the movie? Because at a certain point, I thought, you know... Uh, before I knew the CIA's code names, I was like, paid for it by Snickers? Like, what's happening here? Right, it yeah. totally looks like product placement. It is, because he's eating it sideways like they do in the right? commercial. It says Snickers on it. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so bad. I didn't mind the code names, but it's... The weight of introducing the uh, characters, most of the characters in this movie are introduced just... They just throw them in the pot and they go, here you go. yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, we should change how David Caruso gets introduced because he is eating a Kit Kat incorrectly. <laughs> how is he eating a Kit Kat? You don't Let bite into it like it's a chocolate bar. You have to break yeah, off the pieces and eat those. He's not eating. Yeah, he's just mm-hmm. eating you don't the whole bite thing. into a whole Kit Kat bar. That is, this is just yeah. wrong. Did they do that on purpose? Like he's possibly he's a, maybe, he's a villain look at how he eats the cat bar <laughs> I don't know, does cocaine make monster? you snacky like do you need <laughs> this is why you shouldn't trust him <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh look the oh. sacrilege look how he's eating that kit kat bar clearly oh, wow. he's a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the cast for a bit because honestly i just want to spend some time on how great this cast is and how much i think every single person in this movie was just having fun oh yeah well so you mentioned there was a stallone in this movie yeah uh sylvester stallone's brother frank stallone is one of the mario brothers from Mm -hmm. the beginning it's like a like a minor side character that has a couple of scenes but he shows up in the cafe at the beginning and you're like that man is a stallone there is (laughs) that family looks looks like that family 
Yep. That man is a Stallone. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, and um the bad guy, the British guy? The CIA guy, right? You want to talk about him? James what Colburn? Was his name? James Yeah. Colburn. Sorry, uh, I name was George. It's a name I should something. know. George Kaplan. Yes. Yeah, how did they he get kind of James Coburn? I, well, whatever. He has a career. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with whoever you say because I don't know people's names. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, Anita, you are right. You are correct. Yes. Frequently, yes. <laughs> no, he just kind of swans in and he's like, "Hey, Hudson Hawk, remember me? I'm the guy who put you in jail. Now you got to work for me." And Hudson Hawk's like, mm, "I don't think so." And he's like, "Well, here's some poison. You're in a coffin." <laughs> We're going to mail you across the globe. (laughs) Yes. And for some reason, you're going to wake up in one of the, what has to be one of the most expensive apartments in Rome because it's across the street from the Colosseum. (laughs) I mean, how do you even get a place like that? And you use it for unloading criminals that you've shipped across the world? What? (laughs) These people have too much money. They have too much money and they have a boardroom table that is shaped like an M. Like, they have money. They they do. And yeah. their plan doesn't oh my entirely God. make sense. Their, their plan is funny because I was listening to her say it and it was such a long villain speech that it was actually too long. And you, you missed <laughs> what she was saying? You lost the point? Well, I, not quite. Like, I knew what she was saying, but I was also like... Why? How would that work? What? No. <laughs> well, their, their just plan is missing silly. an important piece, right? So uh, what, they, what they're trying to do is ruin the gold standard, right? Which is the oh, basis yeah. of 99% of the world economy. Yeah. The problem is they haven't said what they're going to replace it with. So Money? I don't remember. Right? <laughs> yeah. They're, like, they're, they're going to flood either. the market with gold by creating it. Right, therefore, yeah. devaluing gold because it's not rare anymore. But mm-hmm. then something else will become valuable, and I assume that that's where they're going to put their money. But they never actually say anything. Their their job is to just destroy the world economy, and then they win. I was thinking, like they reminded me of like Elon Musk and Grimes. Like I thought, if if you <laughs> were gonna update it, like they would devalue gold and make everyone run on Bitcoin or something stupid. So, oh, but they never. Yeah, I I noticed that too. They didn't really explain what they were replacing gold with. Like clearly, it would be something that only they had, but mm-hmm. they just seemed to want to. R- ruin the economy for right? reasons. Like you're a billionaire. <laughs> I, I like why would you want to that... create? Why would you want to make your money worthless? Mm. What is yeah. the point of that? How I do you I win? <laughs> I choose to think that uh, this was because they were written so well uh, <laughs> that the fact that they're half baked villains and they do not think it through m- means that that's what happened. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose uh, to believe in the goodness of the screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> very good yes oh my gosh um so i wanted to talk about um what you said earlier anita uh the adr absolutely i agree with you um, oh, it's rough one huge thing i would change is i would take away 
uh, I would either take away the sound effects or add sound effects because there weren't, it wasn't enough to make it a bit and then you should just remove it all together uh, and 125% remove the incredibly racist uh, Chinese sound that yeah. definitely Ugh. came up. Yeah, that, that could have gone. So even if I had kept sound effects, not that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, I was just blown away by that. Um, yeah, if you're going to put in like the slide whistle and the whoopee cushion and the boingy springy sounds, mm-hmm. like lean into yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. All or nothing. Don't just put it in it sometimes. C- like if you're going for a cartoon, go for a cartoon. And then I think there was a sound later in the movie and I was like, oh yeah, they haven't done sound yeah. effects in a while. This is out of place now. Yeah, it was just distracting more than, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so this is off the fly, but um, I think I think Liam mentioned it in the chat last night, but if this was remade today... Who would you cast? And you don't have to cast everyone. You can just cast Hudson and no one else. That's fine. But who, who, yeah, let's start with Hudson. Who would be Hudson in 2020? Oh. I might, I might still keep Bruce Willis. <laughs> I mean, he's still around and he's funny. So maybe, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little bit more leery of, of older action stars coming back and back yeah. and back. If he, um, if Bruce Willis could have like a Harrison, like for a while Harrison Ford looked really bored with all his roles and stopped trying, <laughs> and now he's back and he's actually like it's really fun to watch him actually enjoy his job again. If yeah. we could do that for Bruce Willis, like I don't know what it'll take because every time I watch him now, it's like you don't care anymore, dude. Why are you doing this? Um, yeah. If he could, yeah. If he could come back kind of full steam, I'd be all for it, but I don't really trust that he would anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay, so so no one no one from today then. We just we have faith in we have faith in Bruce. I, I in all honesty, I can't think of anyone else that I would put I can't think of anyone. Like there I'm sure there's someone out there. But mm-hmm. you need a you need an actor who can do like action and comedy at the same time. Yeah. Right? You need a good physical actor? Chris Hemsworth. I'm not joking. No, I'm not joking. He's hilarious. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. No, because he's Chris Hemsworth. Because he's actually funny. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. Can he pull off the accent, though? Oh, I like that. I mean, he already... He has many accents, so yeah. Because he needs a really good New York accent. Oh... Channing Tatum then. I love me some Chan Tates. He I know it's it's kind of basic, I know, but I think he's actually really funny. I I actually enjoyed uh Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street. And twenty two is significantly better than twenty one because they they course correct. I um, didn't watch either of those and I didn't mm-hmm. like him, but i he was great in Logan Lucky, so I will mm. I will give you that. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm the arbiter. No, I could I could get behind Channing Tatum as Hudson. Yeah. I, I really could. If you get the right uh if you cast a good Tommy across from him, mm. you could you could totally Maybe Bruce work Willis that. can play Tommy. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> He's the right age now. <laughs> he is. Oh, wouldn't that be wild? Wow. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Um, what about Anna? I'm having too much fun with this. I need to know. <laughs> All right. Who do who do you cast as mm. as your love interest slash secret agent slash nun? Hmm. <laughs> um. You need it. You wow. need a good flirt who's got a little bit of smolder. Hmm. Sexy and funny, which is yep. basically what we have for Hudson as well. Sexy and funny. You need um, you need someone who can think on their feet. Because mm. I'm willing to bet a chunk of that scene was improvised. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my my brain wants me to say Anna Kendrick, but I want to cast her in everything, so <laughs> I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> She's very good. She, what I think she would be a good job. What about an Anne Hathaway? Oh, yeah. I can get behind that. I think she would oh. do a good job too. So yeah. I'm just I'm thinking about her her secret agent skills from Get Smart, and I think I think maybe she could do it. Oh yeah, and Oceans because that would be uh this would be role would be a good balance of both of those movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I haven't seen her in enough things lately, so yeah, Anne Hathaway. Cool. All okay. right. Excellent. I like this new movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to Rome <laughs> woohoo okay how do you replace David Caruso how do you replace a character that doesn't talk <laughs> are you serious yeah. with like literally anyone anyone <laughs> okay um who is a good mime who is a good wait um that's what I mean you need oh, a good you need a good actor who doesn't need to speak. Oh, hmm. Well, okay, it's going to be weird, but I'm going to say John Mulaney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. It makes me so happy. <laughs> I love I mean, John Mulaney very much. I love his stand-up. He's a very funny guy. He's very funny. And I think he could pull off a red gown. <laughs> I think you could too. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. You guys are doing great at this. I like this. And we don't even have any cocaine. <laughs> no, no. That's next episode. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. No. <laughs> okay. Final casting. The uh uh the May mm, the, the Mayflowers. The Mayflowers. Mayflowers. Yeah. Sorry. I was gonna say Mayweather. I don't know why. The Mayflowers. <laughs> Like, obviously, those actors are still around and they're still fabulous, but we've got new, we've got new wild people that just emote. We need, we need a younger generation of Mayflowers. Yes. Okay, who can play just batshit off the wall? But funny. So, like, not a Helena Bonham Carter off the wall. The no. opposite of that. No, you need you need like big and grandiose. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who I'd seen lately. Hmm. For some it's reason, a- Tom Hardy popped into my head just because he's so weird. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Like, he's kind of kinky. I mean, he might be too menacing, but he can be like. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Maybe I just want to see Tom Hardy in something new. I don't know. 
I'd like to see him in something big because every yeah. role I've seen him in, he's he's been you know small and evil and but this yeah. could be fun. I it could yeah let him because he likes to stretch out. I feel like mm-hmm. if he's like some sort of kinky super villain. I think he'd be super into it. Yeah. Oh, Minerva's a tough one. Yeah. How do you replace Sandra Bernhardt? Um, yeah. Oh hmm. man. My mind, my mind went blank too. Someone big, someone vivacious, someone who's not a natural redhead, but it's funnier if she's died. Um, <laughs> Randomly scrolling so- through IMDb, I have come across Alison Brie. <laughs> <gasps> oh, that she- would be weird. She could do it. I'm halfway there with you. I know she's oh, got oh. the chops, but I'd love to see her in the costumes. Further scrolling. Yes, yes. Rachel Bloom. Oh, I don't know enough about her yet, but I'm pretty sure yes. Who's, sorry, I'm not sure. Who's Rachel Bloom? Have you seen uh, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? No, I haven't. That's where I know her from. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Rachel Bloom, uh, from what I know of her, more than anything. So... Oh, yeah. I forgot we had listener comments. (laughs) Maybe we should do that part. (laughs) Um, Time to hear what you had to say. Get in on the note having by following us on Twitter and Facebook. We'll let you know what film is coming up, and you can have your comments read on the show, just like these people have. First up, uh, Cinematological. Uh, this movie is a delight of cocaine-induced lunacy. Yes, Correct. it is. Correct. It is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jeff, sorry, I'm sorry, I, I read this in advance. Uh, Jeff Samsono, what are you doing, you guys? See, <laughs> Jeff agrees with me. That's this movie it. is perfect and need not be altered in any way. <laughs> uh, Sir Devonar Bruce I have only one note for this film Not enough musical numbers Agreed Which you did mention Yeah We agreed with you Yeah Devin you are correct <laughs> uh, Deja First note Dial back on the onset cocaine use By about 67% That's two for cocaine See that's I don't know. Would this movie be as good without that mountain of cocaine? What no. if we increased set use? <laughs> by 67%. increased it by 67%? <laughs> I think everyone would be dead. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's dark. Uh, and our last, last comment is from Andrew Craig. I really loved Hudson Hawk, but I know I'm weird. The biggest problem was it wanted to be an action comedy, but the director really wasn't able to nail the tone down at all. In my opinion, the comedy wasn't itself the problem. It's that the type of comedy was all over the place. Slapstick, farce, satire. What was it supposed to be? I enjoyed it because it was just completely unhinged and off the wall. Editor's note, and also full of cocaine. <laughs> no, but he's right. It goes all over the place, and yeah. it's delightful. Some, somehow it all melds together in this weird mishmash, and you just you just accept it and go with it, and it's great. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, and you don't really see big budget... You don't really see big budget messes like that anymore. Like, <laughs> somebody, somebody along the line steps in and says, no, like, you can't do this. <laughs> no. 
kind of entertaining to actually go back and see see these happen. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. Um, do we have any final thoughts? Uh, Should I give up? a disclosure about my episode with Cinematological? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So full disclosure, and or if you want to hear me further rant about how much I love this movie. Uh, over on Cinematological's uh, YouTube channel, he had me on. We did an episode where I talk about how much I love Hudson Hawk. <laughs> That's wonderful. And now I've come on here to talk about how much I love Hudson Hawk. <laughs> Hudson Hawk. You gotta make Hudson Hawk. Gotta make it a threefer. Yeah. yeah. Someone else had me on podcast. so I can talk about Hudson Hawk again. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's not a, po- a movie podcast. <laughs> Just get the on. Good word of Hudson Hawk. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Have you heard of our good Lord Hudson? <laughs> I did our title in the Church of the Moving Picture. I am uh, Our Lady of Perpetual Show Tunes. So <laughs> nice. It is. It is very appropriate for me to spread the good word <laughs> of Hudson Hawk. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um. Aaron, do you know if Greg wants me to read out the show closing stuff? I that's a good question. Uh, yeah. do you, I can do it just in case. Just in case, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds good. Because then it's better if he has it and not need it and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, okay. Somebody at some point said something about us uh plugging their next movie. Evolution. Oh, uh, evolution. Yeah. So I think we yeah. have to do the show closing. Oh, okay. I can do that. All right. And if so he I doesn't like it, he can take it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I suck, cool. I don't care. <laughs> There's no stakes here. It's not my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is your problem, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Every time I'm pretty sure, like, all three of them are like, we have them on again. Okay. That's great. That's he sits great. down I to edit this. and he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hmm. Yeah, what are they even talking about now? And yet they keep bringing us back, so they can't complain. (laughs) The numbers don't lie. People love us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. No, I had literally people asking me, they're like, when are you going to be on next? I'm like, I don't know. It's not my podcast. (laughs) That's awesome. We're the guest hosts. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. We should make this like a bit where we just take over people's podcasts and pretend <laughs> yeah. to talk about. Just we'll find one about like, like local we're government do your and podcast pretend we know now. what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> What's the Dave Berta podcast? We're talking- <laughs> <laughs> we need to go take over modern. I, I don't know anything. I'm just, I'm just here. You're listening to Danny Berta. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> need a Berta. I love it. <laughs> This week on Modern Manhood, three women. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what does tell do you it. about manhood? <laughs> yeah, and we'll have about half a bottle of wine in us, and we'll be like, "Let me tell you about men." <laughs> they don't. They don't know. No. You know the problem with men is. <laughs> didn't tell you. <laughs> The, ep- the episode starts with a with a cork popping sound. <laughs> <laughs> tell you, let me tell you about men. <laughs> like swish, swish, swish. It's like <laughs> clink, clink, clink. We're gonna talk about our husbands. <laughs> like whoa. Uh oh no. <laughs> and no, another no. thing. 
Sorry. We should do this show closing. I have to Sorry. go. <laughs> mm. Sorry. Okay. All right. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at I Have Some Notes. You can find our podcast feed at IHaveSomeNotes.com. If you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It really helps us out. You can also find our episodes on the CKUA radio app. Download it from the Apple App Store. Remember to check out all our brother and sister shows over at the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ETB. We post new episodes every second week, so tune in two weeks from now for Evolution, a 2001 alien invasion flick starring David Duchovny, Julianne Moore, and Orlando Jones. How could that Signing go off. wrong? Yeah. I know, right? Keep watching the sky. Hey, I'm Tara McCarthy. I work at CBC Edmonton. And there's a lot of things that happen in this city any given week. So we thought, how about we boil it down to some of those top stories, the ones that make you think, or the ones that maybe even make you laugh, maybe they make you cringe. So we're putting together a new podcast called The Loop. Check it out weekly through CBC Edmonton. The Loop, you might be wondering, okay, what's this all about? Well, it is literally about keeping you in the loop. More importantly, it's all about going behind the scenes. All sorts of details, I see it every day in the newsroom, don't actually make it into those compact radio and television pieces that you see and that you hear. So we thought we'll take stories like these and we're going to find out more. We're going to talk to the reporters about some of the things like how they even found out about this stuff. We'll talk a little bit about everything, politics, we'll throw some arts in there, community of course, it's about all things Edmonton. Because there's always more to tell. There's always more to the story. I've been in Edmonton for about a year, and I see stories just constantly change. They ebb and flow. I'm learning new things about the city all the time. And maybe you've been here for decades, but there's always new things that we can uncover. So we want to talk about those stories right here on The Loop. Stay in the loop with us, our new weekly CBC Edmonton podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts, or more importantly, through your CBC Listen app. I feel like I have something in my tooth. Thank God it's a podcast.